and wow, <laughs> what an intro. Okay, this is February 14th, 2020. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I welcome you as always. I'm your host, Robert Bruton, and I uh, want to dive kind of right in. Uh, I had written an article, and this is not a show about that, but I'm a segue to that, is that I wrote something that what debt promises you because I, I found myself in a in a mountain of debt and 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 uh, I wanted to share with folks you know it's all fun and good when you're spending all this money until you have to start paying it back and but today uh, something that touches really close to my family touches really close to my heart touches my own life, especially in my 20s and early 30s, um, is addiction and uh, partying, having a good time. And I'm not suggesting, so for those of you that are enjoying your early 20s, God bless you. But there is a limit to all of this. And I see so much pain and suffering and hurt from addiction and choosing a party lifestyle that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the wreckage of the past will come back to haunt you in a major way. And it cost me a relationship and uh, uh, cost me my marriage. It cost me my daughter. Uh, and uh, it just never recovered. And it's not that I, I don't want or would like to have a relationship, uh, you know, but I'm going to talk a little bit about how you get to a point where you, you might lose some stuff and you might lose some stuff that, that, uh, and you might lose some relationships that, uh, later, later as you move down the road and as you clean up your life, you're, you, you, you go, damn, damn. And there's not a day go by in my own life, that I don't take pause and go, damn, you know, the good, I mean, there's, and I don't want anybody to think that you can't, well, it's just not worth it, hell, you're still going to lose everything, well, you might, and you might lose a lot of different things, I have lost so much crap in my life, that, you know, it's just, you know, it's terrible. And and two years ago, I decided, I said, you know, damn it. No, not anymore. You know, this is just some somewhere you have to say stop and you cut the bullshit off. And so let's kind of rewind my life back into my 20s, you know, and, and my 20s are an absolute blur filled with excess partying, uh, God, I did everything there was and could do to destroy your life, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where, and it's, this isn't a bragging thing, but, you know, you, you, you sit there and, and, and when you're talking about, you know, old times and stuff like that, you know, and you sit there and go, yeah, I probably spilled more cocaine than you snorted, you know, um, and it just because we were living a life of excess, you know, and uh, it uh, it inevitably 
cost me a marriage. It inevitably cost me uh, a relationship with my child, my oldest daughter, and it hurts today. That that's, um, uh, you know, there they you talk about blowing a bridge up behind you. Shit, I nuked that son of a bitch, and and it's nothing at all to whimsically talk about because at the end of the day there is not a day go by that I that I don't truly 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 regret the actions that I took you know and it got to a point and I'm going to talk a little bit about you know the you know the party and all that stuff you woohoo yeah it always uh, may have been you know something at the time and and really when you dig deeper down you know, when you when you when you're drinking to excess, partying to excess, then there's a deeper rooted problem. It's it's not that whoo-hoo, I'm having fun. No, it's normally because you have to get so polluted to face anything in your life. You don't think if you're not the life of the party, then you don't think uh anybody's gonna like you. For girls, I've seen I don't know how many women you know, degrade themselves in a situation where, you know, well, if I just sleep with this guy, maybe he'll, you know, and, and it's the same thing for guys. It's a little different, but it, you know, both are, um, terrible, terrible, terrible things to go through and terrible, terrible things to at some point in time in your life go, damn, I'm not that person anymore and not have it come up and cause you issues to the degree that, you know, you stifle any type of growth in your life because, well, you know, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, You know, I was promiscuous. I was a drug addict. I was a drug dealer. I was, you know, uh, I did this drug. I did that drug. I did, you know, uh, there's, you know, enough crystal to cocaine, you know, and, and, uh, even dabbled in opiates and, and, and plastidils and all these different drugs that just are horrible. And you think at the time that all this is wonderful, all this is cool. And, and I, you know, uh, the shit I put my family through, the shit I put myself through and I'm not, you know, it's it's not just relegated to me. I'm, I, I can think, you know, I, I can think of people in my own life that have suffered through and are suffering and are currently suffering, you know, friends and 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 people I know dear to me that are doing and making, I just call it what it is, a stupid choice. And this is what I wanted to talk about. This is what addiction will promise you. If you think you're a party person, or if you have someone in your life who just is doing drugs, partying every night, drinking beer, drinking whiskey, you know, someone who's being promiscuous, someone who is doing unsafe things with their body and with their mind. And it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Okay. There, there's a deeper rooted problem. But here is what addiction will promise you. Addiction will cost you a relationship and it cost me a good one. You know, my, my ex was, is a good person. 
She's a good, nice person, and we should have shared a life together. And we didn't because of me. My oldest daughter, whom we've, we talk and we try, you know, through the years. But, you know, I, the hurt for her, I guess, is just more than, than she's willing to accept from, you know, and, and has pretty much, I guess, you know, dismissed me out of her life. And knowing what I know, I can't blame her. But I'm not the same person today that I was, you know, 30 odd years ago, because I'm a hell of a lot older today. And I'm not that same person. In fact, her mother nor her would probably know too much about me anymore, because it's, you know, a lot of water under a bridge. But the sad part is, is that there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish for or ask God for a relationship that, you know, so I, I can, you can never, you, you can't make up for the past, but you certainly can say, hey, I'm not that same person and I, and I think you'd like the person that I am. I think you would like the person I've become. And if you've done enough damage I'm telling you now you may never get you may never get an opportunity to fix that and that's what addiction promises you that's what drugs promise you that's what alcoholism promises you a path of destruction that you will pay for for the rest of your life yeah it's kind of a tough pill to swallow when you think about it. And you don't know it at the time. And there's going to be some of you that maybe a friend or your a parent or somebody's going to say, dude, you ought to listen to this guy tell what happened to his life doing going down the same path you're going. And, and what they're going to say, oh, that guy's a bitch. That guy, <laughs> that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That guy was a I, he, he's not me. I can handle it. Yeah, well, I was that guy saying, uh, screw you, I can, ha- I can handle this shit. And I couldn't. And I didn't. It got me in financial troubles. It got me to the point where I could convince myself of a lot of stupid shit. I convinced myself that my daughter was better off without me because I was a piece of shit. I was a drug addict piece of shit that didn't deserve anything. Because you'll get there. Trust me, they all drug addicts do. You get there. You know, and you get there and you just don't believe, you know, I stayed away from everybody. I stayed away from everybody's life. And that's not what anybody really inevitably wanted. But it's what you convince yourself when you get beyond the abyss. So you move, you move through this life, you know, in stages and you're going to get in stages where you are like me, right? Where you're saying, okay, I, I, I want a different life. You know, I, I don't, you know, and you build up these, these, I don't even know how to do it. This bad baggage. You're carrying around these huge backpacks of bullshit that, you need to get rid of, you need to break 
this pattern in your life. You need to break these old paradigms, these old wineskins, and you need to get rid of them. You need to flush your body. You need to, I wrote a book called Life Detox, okay? It's almost like I had to bathe in, you know, antiseptic. It's, you know, to get the, the absolute garbage and crap out of my life. You know, where I could be spiritual again. I could be the person that I was becoming 10 years ago. And then I allowed myself to stop. And that was my fault. Subsequently, I lost a marriage again from it. And one that 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 I, I thought I was going to be with her forever. You know, it's it's been it blew up. So I was standing again in my life in a position where it wasn't the same it was the same, but not the same. You know, it was, it was a, uh, anybody who goes through a breakup or a big, huge life change, you know, it's still the same thing. It's all, you know, it's, it's a giant car wreck and you, it's all mangled up parts and you're walking through it going, geez, really? Damn it. So, you know, I got to a point in my twenties where the promises that I'm telling you about, you're going to lose family members. You're going to lose people that are close to you. You can even lose a relationship with a child. You can lose relationships with your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your friends, your wife, your husband. And then when you go back and you have to soberly look at that, that's when you go, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Because it's hard to look at. Because you jacked it up. You screwed it up. You thought all this other shit was so much more important than having a... You can have fun, but you can have a sober life doing it. And I'm not suggesting you have to be a teetotaler. You know? There are times when I'm at dinner that I can enjoy a glass of wine, or I can, you know, I, I really just don't even want to drink anymore. It's not even something that, that interests me. I, it's like, I don't even want to spend money on booze. Do I enjoy a, a good scotch and a cigar every now and again? Absolutely. You know, is that something that I'm saying that you can do? No. Is that something I'm suggesting that you should, you could go out and slip and do a, a uh, something where if you need to stay sober, you need to stay sober. You know, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, that you begin to uh, really go, God dang, man, I don't get a do-over on this deal. And it really plagues your mind and it really begins to, well, what's the use? I, I you know, if, if I'm not going to have these relationships back or if I'm not going to have these back, you know, if I'm not going to have these finances back, you know, damn, if I had all the money that I had spent, uh, 
and you know all the shit I had pawned, all the money I had stolen, all the you know <laughs> it, it 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 puts your life in an absolute spiral. It puts your life in in such jeopardy, you know. Hell, I was telling myself, you know, in the state of Texas, you can do really bad shit and get a lighter sentence than if you write a bad check, especially in the 90s. Texas took a dim view on that stuff, and I would go because my life was so screwed up. And when I did was able to see my daughter, I, I, I didn't have the money to help you know, feeders, so I would go write a hot check for all this baby food. Thinking that somehow, you know, first off, you know, you go in and you throw yourself at the mercy of the judge. Well, I was buying my kids food. Just because I, I'm, I have a fucked up life doesn't mean, give me liberty to go out and steal shit or go write hot checks and, and take things that aren't mine and sit there and, you know, it, it, and act like they're going to take mercy on me because he didn't. No judge did. Subsequently, I got myself in a shitload of trouble. Spent 30 days in a hellhole that I can't, that, that I, I know there are worse places, but I spent 30 days in, in, a, in a godforsaken hellhole that I can't even begin to tell you. That's what addiction promises you. That's what I promise you. There, there are certain things that addiction promises and it will deliver to you in absolute. It will deliver to you. So you screw up your life. You get in trouble. Now, now I have now I have to explain myself when I go get a job. We have these theft charges from. You know, and this is shit that was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And I have to embarrassingly tell an employer, well, I, I, you know, I wrote a bad check, you know, but on my record, it says theft. So I look like a common thief. And that shit follows you 20 years later, 25 years later, 30 years later, you're explaining yourself. And it has cost me jobs where I couldn't get a job. I'm sorry, your background check came back bad. I can't offer you the position. That's what addiction promises you. That's what drunken promises you. That's what drugs promises you. Is that once you do get past all that bullshit and you're trying to clean yourself up, then you go out and try to find a job and you've done all this jacked up shit. You got drug charges, which I thank God don't have. But I certainly have theft charges from writing bad checks. Thinking that I was going to be somehow exonerated because I was doing it for some noble purpose to feed a child. No, that's not how the law works. But it's how your brain works when you're Jacked up, screwed up, messed up. And it's stupid. Stupid. Because you don't have to make these same mistakes. You don't have to do the same things. I can tell you at 57 years old, I'm paying a price 
for what I did in my 20s. I pay a price for that every day. I live with it. I'm not happy about it. I pray about it. I hope that one day, one day, that I can just have a, a simple phone conversation with my daughter. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just, you know, it's snowing here. It's raining here. It's blah, blah, blah. You know, I said, it's, it's, it's that simple conversation doesn't have to be about anything crazy. I ask God for these things every day. Maybe someday it'll happen. And maybe someday it won't. I don't know. All I can do is, like I said, put one foot in front of the other and not be the person that I was, and I'm not. I want my legacy to be, well, he sure scared the shit out of us the first half of his life, you know? I want to be standing up there and, and, and at the pearly gates and have Peter come out and tell me, dude, <laughs> gotta say you had me worried that first half of your life partner but you pulled it out you pulled it out man good job come on in when by all rights if I hadn't changed if I hadn't done then I certainly would deserve the hell that that because uh, I certainly lived it on this earth and I certainly would have been on that road you know I can't say that I can make up for everything in the past. I can't. But what I can do today and what good promises me, what God promises me, what my spirituality promises me, what my life promises me today is that at least there's hope. At least there's a chance. And I can hold on to that. I can keep that stuff, you know, well at the forefront of my life and I can keep, you know, it's, I won't say it's not a challenge. Every day is a damn challenge. Last few days, few weeks have been, have been rough, but what does it say in the Bible? You have to have a, a mustard seed of faith will move a mountain, a mustard seed, the smallest thing, almost the, the smallest thing you can hold is a mustard seed. And if you have just that little of faith, you can move a mountain with it. What else can addiction promise you? It can promise you all kinds of things. It can promise you a criminal record. It can promise you, um, if you've been promiscuous, it can promise you STDs that follow you for, you know, it can promise you... Uh, uh, if you get hurt in a car wreck, because you were drunk. It can promise you that you can have guilt. It can promise you that uh, uh, you're self-loathing. It can promise you misery. That's what, that's the path. You can choose to take it and you say, oh, we're just having fun. I'm 20 years old. I'm supposed to be having fun. This is my 20s. I'm supposed to party. But not to excess. Not where you're going out and getting hammered every night. You're waking up and, you know, 
Going, dude, somebody got a beer in here? You know, I, I work around some young men that, that, you know, mix drinks all during the day. And I'm like, dude, damn. You know, you don't have a problem, really? You're mixing drink. And then are stupid enough to think if they mix vodka that nobody can smell it. Well, if I use vodka, they can't smell it on my breath. I, 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 really, are you that bloody stupid? Jesus, it's just like, what the hell? That is just the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. But that's what addiction promises you. Because you will do and say dumb shit. So here's the moral to this story. And here's where it gets out. To some hope, you know? So I can definitely look back at the past in my past and I can say, man, there's some ugly shit there. There's some real ugly shit there. And I'm still paying a price for that ugly shit. And rightfully so. And at some point in time, I think, you know, uh, it will, more of it will pass. But it's even like one of the things that really prompted this with me too was, you know, this month I, I had a bad month, at, you know, at work. And so I'm sitting here where I have to make a choice between paying certain bills and going, great, who do I have to hurt out of this check because I can't pay this or I can't pay that or I can't pay all of what I owe? That's what debt promises you, but that's debt of the wreckage of the past from bullshit in my life. So when you talk about all of these promises of debt, you promises of addiction. These are the choices and decisions that you get to make, and they're damn tough. Because you're sitting here going, I, I, I'm not this shit-ass person. I'm not the same piece of shit that I was back then. And I don't want people to suffer because of me. And yet I still on occasion, have to make a choice between doing one thing and doing another and it hurting somebody. And that's the point. If you want to have a good life, then dive in. Read my books. Read other people's books. Read the Bible. Go to Proverbs and read Proverbs in the Bible. Get into a good Bible-based church. Do something besides jacking up your life, effing up your life. Because I can tell you from firsthand, right-on experience, it's bullshit. It will hurt, and it will hurt for a long time. It will hurt, and it will hurt for a long time. The good news is you can change. Start meditating. Start praying. Start talking to God. Start letting him know that you want to change your life. Start doing positive things. If you're going to have a drink, put the son of a bitch down. If you're going to smoke that joint, smoke a bowl. 
if you're going to drop a, a, a shot and stick it in your vein, if you're going to put some crack in a glass pipe, if you're going to put some meth in a glass pipe, stop. Some of you will need help. Some of you can just, by God, stop. But for those of you that need help, there's plenty of community groups out there that can help you. Get to an NA or an AA meeting today. If you can't get there, call someone at an AA group. They'll come get your ass. And they will keep you at a meeting. They will help you. Same thing at NA. I don't have a way there. Guess what? They'll get you there. So if you have a drug addiction, call NA. Or, yeah, Narcotics Anonymous. If you have an alcohol addiction, call AA. You know? And do what you know you can do. And change your life. And it will. And it gets better. And yes, I can tell you from first-hand experience, yes, it, it, there's some screwed-up shit in my life that I pay a price for every day. But I'm not the same person, so therefore I can just put my best self out there and let God know that if I can cure that relationship, great. If I can't, then at least in God's eyes, he knows that I'm not that same person. Is it enough? Barely. But it's enough. You know? So, addiction can promise you a lot of shit. And... I pray with all my heart and soul that you listen to this and you say, wait a minute, maybe I need to freaking stop. Maybe I need some help. Ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your mom, ask your dad. Tell them, say, I need some help. And they're probably going to look at you and go, yeah, you do. Come on. And there's free help. N-A and A-A are free help. Get to a meeting Stay in meetings, 30 meetings, 30 days. You do that, and I'm telling you, you're on the road to recovery. 30 meetings, 30 days, you're on the road to recovery. Absolutely. So, please, with all earnestness, I ask you and beg you to change. Because that's what I had to do to myself. I had to ask myself, I had to beg myself to change. Because after I lost a woman that I loved dearly, a daughter, yeah, it'll, it'll get your attention. And then you do, you keep going and you keep screwing up your life. And you know what? Two years ago, I said, God bless America, enough's enough. Damn. And I had been on this road and I had been on this road you know, and I can tell you there's been great miracles. I wrote an article today. You know, in 2019, I just asked God to write one book. I wrote seven and just published two more. That's a miracle for me. That's a, a place where I want my life to change. It's a place where I feel called something I feel like I can do. Is to help. Is to say, whoa, stop, shit. No, if you're on the path of destruction, uh, get off. Come on, follow me. I can take you. Uh, I can. I can help you find find your way out. Because I had to find my way out. You know, 
and I can get you I can I can I can get you the right resources to go get the proper help that you need because I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to pretend to be one. Okay? I'm just I'm someone who's straightening out their life and this is how I did it. If you go find these same resources and do these same things you can too. And you don't have to live that life of of despair. You don't have to live the life, you know, when when I there's far more things that are good that outweigh the things that are bad left in my life. The things that are bad left in my life, you know, are things that, that are fixable, but I just have to allow God to work in that framework and, and help me when it's appropriate to do so. And maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of damage. A lot of a lot of damage. So I hope that if you have someone in your life that's suffering, if you're suffering, that you'll listen to this a couple of times. There's there's help out there. If you have bipolar disorder, um, you know, there there's help out there. There's groups. There's support groups that you can go to, you know, there's churches, there's all kinds of places you can go to find help, you know, multiple personality disorder, you know, (laughs) real familiar with that, with someone who I cared about and loved very much. And that's a hard thing for them to have to go through. It can be debilitating. We all have shit. We all have crap, but we all can help. We all don't have to live in that life. So, you know, again, I pray for you. I hope that you will take heed in what I say. And, uh, uh, you know, if you have some questions or concerns, if you need me to help you find a resource, go to my website and contact me. There is a contact page on my website, robertbruton.com. I always, I encourage everybody, I will show you where resources are, where help is. I don't give a shit where you are. I can help find a resource for you. I'm really, really, really good at that. So, you know, go do it. You know, if you're listening to this and you want I'll even send you a free digital version of my of one of my books. To try to help you out. You know. If you don't have money. Then I'll, I'll help you out. I'll send you a free ver- a free digital copy of my book. How's that? You know. All you got to do is reach out and ask. And I will do it happily. So you know. I will do anything I can to help. Because I've had people do the same for me. And it's been nice. So. All right, reach out to me. It's a challenge. It's it's a deal. And it's at robertbruton.com. Get the contact us page and there's a deal right there where you can and it all comes straight to me, guys. It's not this is not so you'd be talking straight to me. So do it. All right. So, thanks again for listening to the show. Thanks everybody for your support. Please subscribe to our show and if you can uh financially give us some support. This is how we uh 
make our show better and better all the time. And there's ways for you to communicate with me on the uh, podcast. You can send me a voice memo or you can go to the website and I listen to it all myself, me, not anybody else. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. This is Robert Bruton with the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Bye for now.